We are so excited to announce that we have opened the doors to our private membership community, the Symposium. Inside the Symposium, you have access to all of our free and paid content, daily prompts to pull to, live monthly workshops, reading room Zooms, and monthly virtual meetups. We also host monthly challenges and have a lively and engaged community, as well as tarot spread and resource libraries. The Symposium is an incredible community of like-minded folks who value the intersection of tarot, mental health, self-reflection, and personal growth. We're really excited to meet you all inside the symposium. So head over to the tarotdiagnosis.com and click join the symposium today to become a part of our community. You're listening to the Tarot Diagnosis. We're your hosts. I'm Luna. And I'm Shannon. We're both clinical psychotherapists who trained together at Johns Hopkins. Now we are both in private practice in Tampa, Florida, and in Baltimore, Maryland. We also both happen to have a love for tarot. Each episode, we work to demystify the tarot and explore its connections to mental and emotional health. While this podcast may feel therapeutic, it is not meant to take the place of psychotherapy. Join us while we pull cards to better understand ourselves and those around us. Hey, Luna. Hey, Shannon. So today we're talking about confidence. I love this topic so much. I feel like I could talk about it for days. Oh, good. I, I feel kind of, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm <laughs> excited to talk to you about it <laughs> um, because I know that whenever we we talk, a bunch of stuff comes up. So uh, it's confidence is such an interesting topic, especially because there's I mean, you can have some confidence in some areas, no confidence in another area. Mm -hmm. And then it's also, I feel like it gets maybe used interchangeably with self-esteem. Yes. And they're actually two very different things, which I think maybe we should spend some time talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so confidence is essentially the trust we have in ourselves and are the, the skills that we have to accomplish goals or overcome any sort of obstacles or problems in our life. I think the best way to understand the difference between self-esteem and confidence is that confidence is more of this external thing. It's also a lot easier to develop where self-esteem is more internal and it's how we feel about ourselves. And that self-esteem is developed kind of throughout our life based on the experiences that we have with the people around us and the world that we live in. So self-esteem is kind of, um, oh, you know what? I could compare this to tarot. I feel like (laughs) confidence is the sun and self-esteem is the moon. (laughs) It's this like deep thing that like we can't really necessarily see all the time. Sometimes it's, you know, we have to like really search in murky waters for it, or we have to create it out of murky waters where um, confidence is this thing that kind of like is exuded from people and you can see it. You can look at someone and say, oh, they have confidence. Yeah, I don't know. That was interesting. That was totally good. That was brilliant right off the bat. Good job. Um, I'm glad that came out. That was totally good. I think that you're right. Like I was thinking the same thing, that these things are linked, that we almost use them Mm -hmm. interchangeably. They're not. I kind of want to just put like a little asterisk next to it. I think that we are talking today about self-confidence, but we're going to use the words interchangeably, confidence and self-confidence. But I think it's worth pointing out also there's a concept of like, I can have confidence in my own abilities, but I don't have confidence in anyone around me, which might be true or might be a delusion, you know? And like, that's a whole other layer, but confidence is really about the concept of like, does this feel like it, it has the potential of going okay? And that is different than self-esteem or self-worth. Like you can, I could have a conversation with somebody where they are like, yeah, I'm sure it's going to go fine, but 
I'm still a fraud or I'm sure it will be Mm. okay or I'm going to do an okay job with it, but I'm just going to be fooling people. And that's the difference between confidence and self-esteem. Oh, what a perfect example. And yeah, I mean, I think you're also explaining too how you can have one, but maybe not the other or more confidence, less Mm self-esteem, which is totally possible. You can have someone who's super confident in their ability to, you know, Uh, give a presentation in front of a large group of people on a topic that they've been studying for 20 years, but deep down they're wondering, um, but do these people like me? Am I worthy of being up here? Am I worthy of giving this speech? I know what to say. I've, I've been doing the research, but you know, I don't feel like you know, I deserve to be here. So that's someone who is confident in their ability to uh, share their knowledge, but not super confident in who they are as a person. Right. Right. I mean, and we see that. I'm sure you see it in your practice. I see a lot of that in my practice. And I mean, I might say that it's important to talk about confidence because I might think of like, it's one way of thinking about it. It's not the only way, but I might think of the idea of confidence or self-confidence as a stepping stone to self-esteem that if we can, because we can work on confidence and if we work on confidence and build it and also let confidence have more meaning, then Mm. we can develop greater self-esteem. So I think it's a great tool to work on and it's a little bit easier than self-esteem. I completely agree. And I think we should pull a card because we're already like diving into the episode and I want to see what comes out. (laughs) We're deep into it. Absolutely. Right. I'm using, I'm just telling you what I'm using. I'm not even going to ask and be polite. I'm so confident. (laughs) I'm going to tell you. I decided to go for Tarot of Mystical Moments today, which I rarely use on the podcast. Um, But I really wanted the difference in the artwork today. So that's what I'm using. How about you? That's so fascinating. So, okay. I'm in the process of selling my home and I have had to hide all my tarot decks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... I really only have been keeping tarot vintage out, but it's so interesting that you wanted that imagery because I was sitting here today looking at my tarot vintage deck and I was like, oh, I really want different imagery. But I was like, oh, I really don't want to go through those boxes. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I I think that's interesting that we're kind of on that same like wavelength of needing different imagery, which I think is maybe a testament to just like kind of what's going on in our personal lives (laughs) right now. Um, But yeah, so long story short, I'm using tarot vintage. Um, I think actually like we may as well just get real on this. It just so happens that we're recording. I mean, like, I don't even know how this happened, but we're recording this episode on confidence in a time where we both live very separate lives, but both of our lives this week have become just like really bonkers and a lot of external things have happened and it's been a real pain in the ass to tell the truth. Um, but I think it's interesting because I think you and I both do feel through a lot of decades of work and self-reflection and really challenging ourselves. I think you and I both do Mm -hmm. have a level of self-confidence that we are going to be able to get through these challenges in front of us. Perhaps we have a little bit less faith in those around us at times, but um, it is nice to be talking from a place of confidence. It's so interesting. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of glad you said it because it was, you know, it's one of those things. And, you know, on the podcast, we're like, mm, how personal do we get? You know, because we don't know what we're therapists. So we're, we also have to like keep some 
stuff private, like ethically, there's it's weird boundaries. Um, but yeah, like, and I posted on Instagram today how, you know, life is kind of like a tower moment right now. And I think you're right. Having gone through so many challenges throughout our life, our lives is what really builds our confidence in order to kind of tackle things that are, that we're faced with. But something that just popped up for me too is, I know, I don't know how much we're going to get into this, but I also, I guess, just want to validate if you are experiencing like depression or anxiety, or if you have OCD or any other sort of mental health diagnoses, Mm. that can muddy your confidence. Like I know, for example, I struggle with anxiety. So there are times throughout kind of what I'm going through right now where I know, like I have a certain level of confidence that I can handle what's happening, but the anxious part of my brain comes in and says, oh, but what if this happens? Are you really prepared for that? Mm. Or what if this, or what if that? And so, you know, you can have confidence, but then if you're also struggling, you know, with anxiety or OCD or intrusive thoughts, you know, there's, so that's another layer uh, of a battle that you, um, you know, have to fight. So, you know, as you hear us talk about confidence, we understand that there are multiple layers to this and it's not always completely cut and dry. So that's just something I wanted, I guess a little disclaimer. No, I think it's actually really um, a brilliant thing for you to bring up and very, very true. And it comes down to, I think at a core level. Yeah. I think at a core level, we could say confidence really is about clarity around self. And I Mm. think that what you just described is very true. You can be a person who experiences anxiety And you can be a person who knows that you can do things in the world. And self-clarity gives you the space of being able to say, all right, logically, I understand that I have the skills to get through whatever this problem is. Like that adds up. I also logically understand that I experience anxiety. And so I'm really having a physical, emotional, and mental experience of anxiety. But I know it doesn't line up with reality it's really helpful to know that rather than to just get swept up. And so that has to do with self-awareness around anxiety. You know, and you also so beautifully described the concept of the wise mind in DBT (laughs) (laughs) and dialectical behavior therapy. And, you know, a lot of my clients, they, they're like, oh, especially those who have gone through DBT, they're like, oh, the wise mind. I hate the wise mind, but it really is brilliant. I think it does get described wrong in the way, I mean, you just so eloquently explained using that technique Mm -hmm. to bring a sense of like comfort because you're acknowledging the emotional situation that you're having. You're allowing yourself to tap into the logical, but then you're bringing in the wise mind saying, I know this is happening and here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's how I'm going to manage it. Mm -hmm. And it's not the end of the world. So I just want to point that out little, I love seeing little glimpses of the wise mind kind of pop up here and there because I think, you know, sometimes it gets misunderstood. I love it when you point it out. It's so helpful. (laughs) All right. So what did you pull? Okay. So I actually want to talk about the card I pulled right before in conjunction with the card that I pulled just now. The card I pulled right before is King of Pentacles. Um, Mm. And I have to say like this deck is fun. Um, They do multiple cards. It's one of those decks that like there's different, there's two different Kings of Pentacles. This is the one where there's this uh, picture of a beautiful woman who's surrounded by flowers and she has this like super fancy updo hairdo and she has um like a village in her hairdo which is um that's cool it's quite fun to look at but i love sort of the image of this along with the concept of king of pentacles so to me in the beginning here 
confidence is about this king of pentacles like i've got this i have control over earthly things i can handle the things that show up in life and i can handle it like a king or in this case a queen like i can handle this with a lot of composure and dignity and actually beauty the card i pulled just now is page of cups and Ooh. it's a very fun image it's somebody like staring at a, a teacup with a, a goldfish jumping out of it. And I like the balance here. And it almost feels like that wise mind thing again of that duality of being able to say, I I have control, but I also recognize that I don't have control and I have to be able to play with this situation rather than feeling like I have mastery over it. Oh, I like that play with the situation rather than feel like I have to have mastery. So I love pages. Um, So (laughs) I I actually pulled a page just now. And then the cards that I pulled to guide the episode, I pulled a page. So three pages have have come out already. That's amazing. (laughs) It'll be interesting if if the uh, fourth comes out. So the page I pulled, one of the pages that I pulled to guide the episode is page of swords, which I'll get to in a minute. But the page I pulled just now is page of pentacles reversed. And that's interesting because when I was thinking about confidence, I was also thinking about how kind of, I love when we have an episode that's kind of like right on the heels of another episode that kind of connects in some way. So our mm-hmm. last discussion was on perfectionism and I feel like just perfectionism and and confidence really kind of go hand in hand. And mm-hmm. the page of pentacles reverse is also making me think of two cards that we talked about last episode, which I talked about the four of cups and you talked about the four of swords and both of those cards really like had me thinking about, about them differently. And they brought up like this form of like fear and paralysis and avoidance. And I think the page of pentacles reversed kind of fits in perfectly here too, because you you might fear that you might not be good or perfect at something. So then you end up like retreating or avoiding doing the thing. But since you're avoiding, you're not getting the practice that you need in order to make it so that you can build confidence in yourself to do the thing. So, you know, if you're avoiding things, you know, so if you have that four of cups energy, your arms are crossed or four of swords, maybe four of swords reversed really like in a, in a not restful way, like you're, you're sleeping to avoid, you know, doing things, um, or resting, you know, quote unquote resting to avoid, you know, you're essentially making it so you don't have the confidence. And the part of Page of Pentacles reverse that is interesting is that it's also usually a card that indicates being irresponsible or wanting things to happen without having to actually work for them. (laughs) And yeah, which I love that aspect of this reversal because so many of us just want to have confidence or want to feel confident in a situation and just like expect things to happen to us. And we forget, or maybe, uh, you know, we don't want to put in the effort to feel like we have confidence in ourselves or feel like we have confidence in the people around us. I think you made a really good point earlier on about how we might have confidence in our own ability to tackle something, but we don't have confidence in the people around us. Why don't we have confidence in the people Mm -hmm. around us? Is it because we haven't given them an opportunity? We're not giving them the benefit of the doubt or because they've let us down a lot. Right, right. I mean, okay, this is so exciting. Um, I love everything that's happening right now. I, um, what you just said about how we expect that we should have confidence, I think is such a good point. And this is that, it goes back to this idea of self-knowledge, that what mm-hmm. happens is that, listen, 
I'm good at some things and I'm bad at some things. And so are you. And so is everybody else. But the things that we're good at, we don't give ourselves credit for because we're good at it. But the things that we're not good at, we really beat up on ourselves for not being good at. And then we look at somebody who's naturally good at it and ah, yes. we think of them as like, oh, they're so confident. Oh, they're so naturally good at it. And then we think that we're supposed to be the same way while not acknowledging the thing that we are good at the other people are looking at and saying, oh, that I wish I was that way. And I think that there is this immediate gratification thing that's very true. And it's very mm. page, like very childlike of, I think I it's magical thinking, right? I yeah. should be able to do X, Y, and Z, and I should be able to do everything perfectly. And it should be easy for me. And if it's not either I suck or the world is not fair. Mm. It's very childish. It's so, I love where you're going with this. And what you said made me think, one of the cards I, I pulled to guide the episode was three of pentacles reversed. Mm. And I was like, mm, mm -hmm. what am I going to say about that? But I love how you talked about almost mm, jealousy or envy or why can these people do it? And I can't because this three of pentacles reversed is also making me think about how sometimes we get uncomfortable with other people's confidence, Oh yeah, which the people who are uncomfortable and, you know, you might hear people make snide remarks like, oh, like, don't they think they're, they're confident or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, it's usually a projection because maybe there there's, uh, you know, that feeling of envy because this person has something that maybe you feel like you don't or that you want. And that really kind of goes back to, I think the page of pentacles reverse. So like, if you're only focused on something that someone else has, you know, that you don't, you become that page of pentacles reversed and then you're stuck and you're in this just kind of swimming in this space of avoidance and, and lack of accountability. I really like that you're bringing up three of pentacles reversed. I, I think that that actually has a lot to do. I'm going to tell a little story that um, my son is currently, it's his semester to be in PE class. And he talks about this other kid in his class who is very like perceive he, the others perceive him as being really confident. My son says he his refrain is constantly "Give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the mm. ball," because he sort of comes off like in this like cocky way of like, "No, you got to give me the ball, give me the ball, pass to me, pass to me." And as the semester has progressed, what has happened is this kid has pissed off everybody else in the gym class, and now. And my son, I will say, is not particularly athletic. My son got in the car the other day and was like very, you know, pleased, which wasn't nice of him, but very pleased to let me know that now this kid, this give me the ball kid is now the one who's getting picked last for every team. Because what he did is he refused to work with others. He put his own ego, his own mm -hmm. need to be good at something above the ability to work with well with others. And now he's getting very real-time social feedback of you suck. And mm. I mean, the thing about it is, is that the kid doesn't actually suck. It's just that he he's trying to prove himself without thinking of how am I showing up in the room? And I think we see this a lot with narcissism that originally mm -hmm. we see somebody who's like really charismatic and really charming, but it's coming from this place of real insecurity. And eventually people get sick of it. Right. And then this confidence, quote unquote, mm -hmm. confidence becomes toxic. Toxic. Yeah. And it's interesting because now is this really confidence that he's, you know, exuding or is it a level of, you know, mm, 
you know, I think I'm the best and Mm -hmm. maybe people are telling me I'm the best and you're not the best. So you need to continue, uh, you know, filling up my cup and and giving me this feedback that I require in order to sustain myself. And I mean, I guess better to learn now than when he's, you know, in his thirties or forties, <laughs> you know, hopefully this is a really like pivotal moment. Um, but it's, it's not comfortable. No. And I think, I love that you said social feedback because yeah. I think that's so important when we're navigating this self-confidence terrain is to pay attention to what is happening to the people around you. You know, if you're very confident in your ability to I don't know, lead a group, for example. Right. And you are maybe taking over to the point where you are just telling everyone what to do, giving people roles. Are people okay with that? Are they kind of like maybe not as engaged as they were before? Versus if someone who has confidence to lead a group or has confidence to lead a group, they're more likely to get positive social feedback if they're looking at the people in the group and saying, where do you feel most comfortable? Where's your confidence? What do you think your best role here is going to be? So really it's, you know, is this self-absorption or is this confidence that's being displayed? Right. I mean, it gets, it starts looping around on itself, doesn't it? It gets really interesting because also like, are you actually confident or are you insecure and you're trying to fake it until you make it and you're faking it actually quite badly? Oh, and you know why? Oh, this is interesting. One of the cards I pulled was the Knight of Swords. Mm. And I don't think this is a card of confidence. I think it's kind of what we're talking about now. Someone who kind of just barges in and and, and takes over and gives a false sense of confidence to the people around them. Because this card traditionally is... um, you know, really a card of like adrenaline and determination, which I think people confuse as being synonymous with confidence. And it's really not. And I, this actually, I'm holding the page of swords with it because I think the page of swords is actually a healthier representation of ambition and determination in terms of confidence. So I think, you know, if you have this knight of swords energy, you know, with people that you're working with, or even by yourself, you might want to check yourself and say, hold on. And so I personally, uh, assign curiosity to all the pages. So when I'm holding the page of swords Mm. next to the Knight of swords, I automatically think, okay, how can I think in a more curious way? How can be curious about what's happening around me? If you find that you are being very Knight of swords in a situation, you might want to say, hold on, how can I dial this back a few notches and be page of swords? So I can still be ambitious and determined with whatever it is that I'm, I'm working on or, um, you know, experiencing, but how can I also be curious about the people around me? or the people I'm working with, or the situation at hand, and not just thinking, you know, I have all the answers, and I'm just going to charge forward. I really like how you're talking about this. It's just, it's really interesting to look at these cards and to think about what you're saying. You know, I mean, I actually have a a really personal connection with Knight of Swords um, that I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring up, because I pulled this, that card 1 million times when we started this project. So did I, I almost, I can't believe you did too. I pulled it all the time. Yeah. I pulled it constantly (laughs) and it would always kind of make me chuckle. And I think one thing that's really interesting about this is how fluid confidence needs to be that, I mean, in order for us to start this project, I mean, we sort of needed a little bit of bravado. We sort of needed a little bit of like charge energy and just kind of be like, (laughs) yeah, we're going to start a podcast. We're just going to do it. Right. Right. I mean, and so I don't think of that energy. I don't think we need to like 
it's not bad. It's just use it appropriately. And if you are a person who is always knight of swords, let me get in here and I'm going to fix it. And like now you're obnoxious and also not effective. And right. so that, and that's where we get into that, like that reverse three of pentacles energy of like, are you working with others and how fascinating it is that confidence really, uh, at least the way we're talking about it, and perhaps it's because we have our own lens, it does have to do with the feedback we get. We're talking about it really in, for, in terms of social feedback, but I mean, I think true confidence really does come from having done something well and gotten the feedback that you did it well. Mm-hmm. And that could be something that's not personal. I mean, that could be like on a test or something like that. Or like I had a goal of like saving a certain amount of money and I did. And so now I feel more confident, but we really do need that feedback. I love that you are continuing the conversation on these two cards and that you maybe clarified a little bit because you're right. And I keep like replaying the word moderation in mm-hmm. my brain. <laughs> and I think that's basically what you're saying is Knight of Swords is great, but in moderation, I'm even thinking even today, I mean, you and I went into this episode, like, uh, what are we talking about? (laughs) We just Knight of Swords this episode, by the way, (laughs) we just charged right in and started going. There was zero preparation. We both have power things happening around us. And I think had we, had we taken more of a page of swords approach, uh, we would have been sitting here for a while and maybe not gotten anything done. So I think you're right. Like definitely moderation and and making sure that you aren't just knight of swords all the time because it, it is, it is obnoxious and it's not fun. And it's really difficult to maintain relationships when you're in that space. Yes. And you know, if you look at these two cards side by side, even the imagery is so fascinating. So with the Knight of Swords, you know, you've got this knight, um, you know, he's got this very intense look on his face. The horse seems to be, you know, moving very fast and he's got a sword out in front of him and he's all armored up. It's very, it, it gives the, the feeling of don't come near me. I'm not approachable. Mm -hmm. I'm clearing everything around me. Where if you look at the page of swords, this person has a little bit softer look on their face. Their, their sword is off to kind of their side, not out in front of them. Their hair is kind of blowing in the wind. There's a sense of openness. Like, even though this person's holding a sword, they don't particularly look very dangerous <laughs> or that they might, you know, make, you know, sudden unpredictable movements. And so there, there's a sense of like approachability. So when we're talking about social feedback too, I guess I'm, I'm looping back to that. These two cards together are, are fascinating to look at because the page is definitely more open, which I think also exudes that curiosity I was talking about earlier. I, that's like, it's just very interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that we were going to start talking about those cards, but like, they're so good. I just cut the deck and thought I'd pull one card. I pulled two. I, the first card I pulled was judgment. And the second card I pulled was Ooh. queen of wands. And I actually think, oh, yeah. yeah, I think that they kind of go nicely here because the place I keep returning, it's so interesting. Cause I almost was thinking, let's talk about temperance again, because that's where you were going <laughs> for a second. But I, I do keep going back to this idea of confidence is about knowing who I am, getting really clear about it, being really open and vulnerable about, about the places where I have weaknesses, but also feeling yeah. confident that I can work around the weaknesses or ask for help, but also know what my strengths are. And that's what the judgment card feels like to me. It's about knowing 
your higher purpose or your strengths or your calling and acting in alignment with it. That's what judgment card always means for me. But then this queen of wands feels like a little like poke in my side saying, pay attention to that. Cause that is my card that is like sort of represents for me personally. It's the card that I most want to be like, I want to mm-hmm. be queen of wands. Cause she's so cool with like her sunflower and her cat and everything. And in this picture, mm-hmm. it's crazy. She's got this skirt that's made out of peacock feathers and she's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, when we get caught up in our ego of who we want to be, we fall out of alignment of who we are. And that's where Mm. we actually lose our confidence. That's where it turns into bravado or play acting. And that's actually where we make mistakes. It's so interesting hearing you talk about this. And I'm actually going to go hold that thought because I kind of want to hang out in that space, but like maybe on the opposite realm of that space or the opposite end of the spectrum. Cause one of the cards, and well, actually I'm all over the place, but I did, I pulled queen of wands earlier too, to guide the session. Oh, so I want to talk about that okay. too. But one of the other cards I pulled, that's making me think about what you just said is the two of cups reversed. And oh, you pulled I'm thinking cups, about, really? Huh? Yeah. It's <laughs> reversed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's making me think of codependence and oh almost like wondering if you are who other people want you to be. And, you know, when you are experiencing like a level of codependence, building confidence is hard because then you're basing like your, your self-worth or, um, just the, the actions that you take and your own happiness based on what you think someone else's experience of you is, or, you know, what, maybe what they tell you it is. So it get, again, becomes hard to be yourself. And I think that's what you were talking about a moment ago is, are you in alignment with what your values are, who, who you truly want to be, or are you putting on a show because of maybe the relationships you are caught up in? That's so interesting. And I feel like it does go right back to queen of wands. Cause like, if you take my personal relationship with queen of wands out of it, I, that you just, I feel like caught the embodiment of what queen of wands is. I mean, she is her own person and feels comfortable and confident and playful. Again, there's a playful element yeah. of being her own person. And that's really where we hit the good stuff. That's the place we want to be. And, and, you know, a lot of us trip along the way. I like that you said trip along the way, because when I look at queen of wands, it, I feel like it is like the ultimate confidence card, but I feel like it's the ultimate com- confidence card in terms of like the journey to get there. Mm. Like she's showing you everything she had to do in order to exude or feel confident. And you had mentioned the sunflower and the cat earlier. And I, I think that we, we could you know, we could probably spend a whole episode just piecing apart Queen of Wands <laughs> and saying, this means this for confidence. And this means that because, you know, yeah, like the cat is her, you could consider that her little familiar. And she has this, you know, really ornate throne. And we could say that, you know, everything that's on this throne that she's sitting on, maybe she collected or are pieces of her journey that she's put together in order to build this throne for her to sit on, you know, the sunflower representing like, you know, earthly elements and, you know, her wand that is, you know, a source of, you know, internal and external power, you know, so she's got all of these things that, that she's holding that have led her to be 
um, and feel confident in who she is and, and her capability. But I think all of that, just to say that she's worked really hard to get there. Yeah. And going back to that reverse page of pentacles, you cannot become this queen of wands if you are just expecting to have a throne to sit on and the cat to come to your feet and this beautiful sunflower to stay in bloom in your hand. And, you know, in this, you know, ornate wand, it's not going to happen. So, you know, if you want to embody this queen of wands energy, what are you willing to do to get there? Oh, I love what you just said. I mean, it goes back to the thing we were saying earlier about the page energy and how it's, you know, it's childish to like, not think you have to work for it. Um, right. I just grabbed that was so cool. Everything you just said, thank you. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> rolling around it. And it was so great. Um, I want to talk for a second about three of wands. Because um, I think it ties in. Um, we we po- actually posted a spread on t- on um, Instagram last night that's called "I Don't Wanna," and the spread was so good. By the way, you did so good with that. <laughs> Thanks. It was inspired by sort of like both of our lives right now. Of we mm-hmm. have things to do. It's and we don't wanna. You know, like I don't want to do this. And um, I really actually like the spread very much. And I pulled it for myself last night, and. Three of Wands came up in the position of, do I have to? And I thought it was so interesting because it really showed me that I do have a choice, you know, like what I have in front of me is a journey. And do I have to go on this journey? Well, actually, maybe not. Maybe I don't have to, but it is a journey in front of me. And if I sort of want to get to Queen of Wands, then I have to put myself through really difficult situations and hard times. Mm-hmm. Sadly, that's the game of life is that, I mean, I'm going to go to like Buddhism here, right? Like noble truth, number one, life is made up of dissatisfaction and suffering, but this is how we learn. This is how right. we grow. This is how we become better people who we can be proud of. And I will say that, you know, I'm 49 at this point how many journeys I have gone through has given me so much more confidence, so much more confidence, but boy, a lot of it has been very hard earned. Oh, without a doubt. I just, um, I just pulled two, two more cards out, two majors, actually, uh, the star and the moon, but I feel like I I talked about the moon earlier. I want to talk about the star now. I feel like it's in alignment with what you were just saying. It's well, one, I mean, huh, confidence. It takes a lot of confidence to stand out naked <laughs> under <laughs> under the stars <laughs> and be pouring water into a pond. <laughs> like, that's a lot of confidence. Yeah, it's bold. Um, but, it's a bold move. <laughs> that is very bold. <laughs> but I think it also takes a certain amount of confidence to be pouring. If you're looking, this person's pouring two pitchers, one mm. in the pond, and they're balancing their body kind of precariously, right? Because one foot's in the pond and then the other foot's knelt on the ground and they're they're not looking at the picture this is what's so fascinating about the star for me they're looking at the picture that's going into this pond which is just this little body of water where i feel like they probably should be looking at this picture that isn't going directly into the pond it's they're pouring it in a way so the water is kind of flowing outwards in several different directions but i guess that shows like that they have confidence maybe in their surroundings and they know that the water's going to go where it needs to go Ooh. and right so it's yeah. like maybe this is maybe the star represents confidence in its most like raw pure form we have this person who is literally in a raw pure form like naked under the stars um you know and just 
saying, yeah, I trust that whatever needs to happen with this water is, is going to happen. And, you know, I still love the queen of wands for being the embodiment of confidence, but I think the queen of wands is really like the journey, like you had mentioned a second ago, Mm -hmm. and maybe the star really just is confidence itself. Maybe that's why the moon came up with it because confidence isn't this tangible thing that we can see. The queen of wands is the tan- is what we can see. That's tangible. We see the external mm-hmm. um, representation of the confidence, but the star is what we what we can't see. It's all internal. I, I, I'm really enjoying this conversation, and I'm hoping that people who are listening are are sort of seeing how it starts to work. That um, confidence is something that we can build. It's something that we can grow. It's something that we absolutely can develop for ourselves, but also it's not going to be easy. And that's kind of the point, but we can almost guarantee a reward. And I think that this is where people get nervous because they don't think it's true, you know, or like they worry that's anxiety, right? Like, what if I try and I fail And I'm like Mm -hmm. deeply embarrassed and it's like the end of the world. But if you talk to people who have gone out in the world and done a journey and tried things, they almost always say, I'm really glad I had that experience. It taught me a lot. So a failure is not a failure, but I think that we, um, we forget that in our own lives. I love that you're bringing this up and and Tarot just gifted me the eight of pentacles and the hierophant. I was like, yes, thank you. Um, You know, it's just, thank you, Tarot. We needed that today. (laughs) Um, I love that you said failure isn't a failure. You're right. Like we have such a negative association connotation with failure. Failure is necessary. If you are not failing, like, I don't believe you. Right. <laughs> like, right. You know, so, or, or I'm not going to trust you because Absolutely. at some point you are bound to fail. Big. Like you need to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and I'm looking at this eight of pentacles right now and um, I love eight of pentacles. It was the card I pulled all the time when I first got back into tarot. And it's interesting because in, you know, the traditional image you've got you got five of the pentacles that are kind of hung up on this. It looks like a big tree trunk. One's kind of tossed aside and then the person's working on another and then there's another one in front of them. You know, maybe this one that's been tossed aside is one that wasn't, you know, something that was so up to par, but they didn't give up. (laughs) They're still going again (laughs) and they still have the ones that worked hanging up, but they also haven't thrown away the other ones. They're still there to be seen, which I think is important. The one that maybe wasn't up to par is still with an eyesight. So this person can look over at this pentacle and say, Ooh, okay. Uh, this technique didn't Mm -hmm. work out on this part of this, this pentacle that I was working on. So, but I'm going to keep it there. So I don't make the same mistake again, or so that I can learn from it, which learn from it brings me to the hierophant, Mm -hmm. um, learn from your mistakes in order to be confident, but also learn from other people. Who can you talk to? Who can you surround yourself with? Who you maybe has confidence in themselves or the world around them that you want to be more like, find out who they are, have a discussion with them. Oh my gosh, right? That goes back to that ego thing. As if I yeah. should inherently understand how to do things right. and know how to do it. Um, and right. if I don't know how to do it, like I'm a loser. No, no, no. Right. Please go find a role model, find a mentor, find a teacher, like find somebody who can teach you. There's no shame in that. That's how humans work. Right. I just pulled one more. I hope we 
I hope you will in, <laughs> let me do my, one, one more. I cut the deck and I pulled um, five of pentacles. And I oh. think that that is such an pentacles. Yeah, it's a lot of pentacles. Well, it does, I mean, of course it's a lot of pentacles, right? Because yeah. we're talking about like confidence is very much about, like it is linked to what we can do. And so right, like exactly. pentacles would show up. I, I mean, again, Tarot of Mystical Moments, gorgeous. It's a picture of a woman who's almost wearing, like, she's wearing a dress that looks like a dress form and it's almost like a cage. And she looks so, so, so sad. And her hair looks like uh, dead branches. And inside the cage is this beautiful rose. And I think that that is such a lovely way of sort of talking about when we don't have confidence, we are walking around in the cold, sort of with the classic image of these two people, you know, with like no shoes in the snow, thinking, oh my goodness, I'm in a terrible situation. There is no help. There is nothing to be done. And really the lesson here is that if we can develop a little bit of self-esteem or a little bit of faith that there is something in us that is inherently good or inherently capable. It might not be the thing that we want to be capable, but there is something in us that is capable. And we can learn to rely on that to be our guide to do the work we want to be able to do in this world. And when we get lost, that's when we sort of become the person walking around in the snow. But that capacity to being our best self is always there. It's just that sometimes it's very hidden. I love everything that you're saying. And what you it's so funny what you're talking about. So you're talking about the five of pentacles is maybe um a symptom of something. So I, I cut the deck. I'm like, let's see if another pentacle comes out. And it was ace of pentacles. Oh, 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 my <laughs> so heart, exciting. <laughs> I know. And I was like, oh well this is what Luna's saying right now. Like that's what you're saying. You're basically saying, you know, to not be stuck, you have to seek out new opportunities. What resources do you have around you? Like when you allow yourself to move from or not stay stuck in one particular thought loop, you're able to, you know, pay attention to what resources are around you, you know, what areas need stability, what areas do you feel like maybe you have room for for growth and maybe you haven't fully tapped into take a chance. What do you have to lose at this point? And I think, you know, the fear of five of pentacles is, Mm -hmm. well, what if I lose everything? But if you're already in that mindset, you're just, you're suffering twice. Yes. (laughs) There's, you know, what, what are you going to lose if you decide, you know what, here's this new thing. Let's see how I do. Let me take on this ace of pentacles energy for a moment. You might surprise yourself. Something good might actually happen. Okay. So I, I think that what you're saying about Ace of Pentacles, like it's, I'm dying that you pulled that card. Like it's so right. great. And I think it links to, I, I love how we like looped this all around. It links to that three of wands that we were talking about earlier, because if you look at the classic Ace of Pentacles, it's like, and it also links to that five of Pentacles. There's this hand above us. Like there is something available to us, but we have to have faith that there's something available to us. But then if you look at the card, there's this pathway and there's this yeah. beautiful archway and I mean, it's all covered in flowers and behind it, all you can do is glimpse a mountain. And I, I kind of love that. Like, okay, what happens? Like, can we walk on this path and go through this archway? And yes, I can. And I don't know what's on the other side of it. I expect that it might be beautiful, but I also do see that there are mountains that I'm going to have to climb. But the view is always the best at the top. See, yes, <laughs> this is what we have to do as humans. We have to try. 
Yeah, yeah, you have to be willing to to go through the archway and see what's there. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok under the handle at The Tarot Diagnosis and join us while we pull daily cards and explore tarot and mental health in between podcast episodes. You can also subscribe to our podcast to make sure that you never miss an episode. If you have a topic or question that you'd like for us to explore on the podcast, you can contact us directly on our website, www.thetarotdiagnosis.com.